0: Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics.
1: Here's your host, Todd Citron.
2: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
0: At this time, we pray for all of those who who are sick and in our hospitals, in our nursing homes, um lots going on these days and we just we pray for their health. And we pray for our community uh in our state in our nation at this time.
2: In your name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Uh I have a power pack show today, two wonderful guests uh that are connected through this endeavor of um re-entry program for the Department of Corrections. First, I have Miss Laura Smith. Welcome to the show, Laura.
1: Hi, thank you, Ton.
2: And Miss Julie LaFleur. Uh, Welcome to the show, Julie. Thank you. All right, so we'll begin with Julie because Julie and I have known each other a little bit longer. She was the head person for FoodNet for many years, right? About
0: five years.
2: Tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Um, My name is Julie LaFleur, and uh, I have worked in the nonprofit and social service field here in La- uh Lafayette area for about the t- last t- twenty years. I've worked with um as you said I was the director <coughs> excuse me of Food Net Food Bank um with your which your mother um founded, Miss Marcel and um before that I've worked with families with small children. I work with the homeless. I've just worked in a variety of different Uh, social service
2: fields. so julie just a blessing to our family and to the organization mom you know loved food net it was her personal endeavor and you know the good lord said hey feed the poor and also uh clothe the naked and 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 take care of those in prison and here julie is on to her next endeavor uh which is um she's in charge of of reentry here and they don't work in the same building but they do the same thing and they coordinate together so laura introduce yourself and tell us uh, uh, what you do
1: Hey, uh, Laura Smith. I work for Probation and Parole as a Reentry Program Manager right here in Lafayette. I've been working with Probation and Parole about 13, almost 14 years, and I think my main focus has always been trying to help the people who have been released from incarceration try to make it better on the other side. And one of the great things about this Reentry Program is that we try to facilitate this continuum of care from prison to home. So we're trying to give people a second chance in order to live life on the other side and you know, kind of reduce some of those barriers that they have to always fall into as soon as they get released because of their criminal background.
2: Now, Laura, you don't just fall into a job like this. Uh, this is really uh, an endeavor of giving back. Um, and uh, tell us just what led you to this occupation?
1: Uh, I couldn't even really tell you what led me to it. I'll tell you what has kept me here. I would definitely say my faith because I believe in what we do. And I think that me even getting moved back here to Lafayette has been a blessing too. I couldn't give you any other explanation, but this is out of my control. And I'm continuing to love it and do exactly what I feel like I should be doing.
2: Now, you know, the show is called Cajun Catholics, and, and, and if you can tell, Laura doesn't really have a Cajun accent. All, and this is a St. Bernard accent, and I picked up on that right away. But, uh, what <laughs> you know, uh, you said that Katrina had an effect on your family to get here, huh? Or how did that work out?
1: Yes, well, I came here for college, but a lot of my family has relocated here because of, you know, natural disaster. And then we actually grew to love Lafayette and, really didn't want to go back to where home used to be so Lafayette has been home for us since then
2: beautiful so Julie what what I always wanted to ask you we run across each other a lot but what what led you to to do all this community service that you're doing
0: you know that's a good question and like Laura I I really didn't know the answer I know that when my children were younger and they would see me uh, doing different projects, you know, one comment that they made is, Mom, you really like helping people. And so I think that's it. Uh, I just, just that
2: simple, huh? That simple. Yeah. I
0: just appreciate, you know, I really enjoy helping people any way that I can.
2: That's nice. I'll let you take it, Laura. These guys are ready to go. They're prepared.
1: Okay. So I guess the biggest thing about reentry right now, it's not just one endeavor. We're trying to take it on everything for the whole person. So making sure we're trying to get them any kind of care, which could be medical, um, social care, substance abuse, mental health. And one of the big things that we've been focusing on with the Department of Corrections is employment. Because we find that the biggest thing for what we call recidivism, which is when people who have been incarcerated get released, have a new arrest or violations to return in the prison, one of the biggest barriers has been employment. And there's statistics that show that the people who are employed have uh, less chance of returning to prison. So the Department of Corrections has created something that we call the Louisiana Workforce Portal and it allows employers to search for candidates and in a kind of non-bias because you already know that these candidates are going to have a criminal conviction so if employers are interested in hiring and possibly looking past their convictions and looking at the whole person and realizing that the department has really done a lot of things To promote this and while they're incarcerated and out on the street we provide them with training whether it's social training you know some of it's thinking for a change living better but more focused on employment I mean we have people who are automotive certified electricians HVAC culinary I mean the list I can go on forever on what things that they can get while incarcerated but this portal gives an opportunity for the employers to do these searches and gives these guys a chance to put it in a resume and feel confident that whoever is interviewing them is interested in them and they're not nervous or scared about being able to admit that they possibly made a mistake in their past and committed a crime. And We think that they've already done that time in jail so let's not continue to punish them on the outside. Clear those barriers and if that is not checking that box and looking at the person, like I said, and not their record
2: yeah I, I think of redemption. I hear you say you know in in our confession uh, in our faith we we talk about absolution and at that point you know it's hey, your sins are forgiven that's it. It's time to move forward and I think our community is is a very forgiving community and understands things certainly things happen outside uh, of of life that just causes problems like that and and people everyone has a story. I think that our, our listening audience would definitely be open to, uh, to, uh, to hiring some of the people that have been incarcerated. I know that it's happened at our dealership, and, um, and some of the employees we have are just the greatest. Once you've been given a second chance, I, I find it's just a much better worker, someone who's so thankful and, uh, and, and doesn't take advantage of that, of that second opportunity. huh?
0: What do you think, Julie? Yeah, so you know, statistic wise, one in three people in Louisiana um have been incarcerated. And that that's to me that's that's the highest one in three. One in three. Ooh. And so um also ninety five percent of the people who are in jail or prison will be getting out. So a lot of people will be coming back to you know the place where they're home and uh acadiana is a home to a lot of these people and um you're right you know giving someone a second chance um is you know basically the christian way absolutely and, and um what we uh, see is that you know um, they're not only required to get a job because if you're on probation and parole, it's one of the requirements, but they want to work. You know, they're used to a routine. Uh, uh, an 8 to 5 routine is really what they need uh, to be successful. And so we are just trying to spread the word, um, you know, consider someone. You know, there are a lot of jobs. People come to Acadiana because there are jobs here. And we're just, you know, trying to spread the word and, you you know if you do have job openings um to consider someone who has been uh incarcerated they've already background checked you know you know what their offenses are and um so that's why we're here to spread the word
2: okay i'm going to play devil's ad- advocate okay. with y'all as an employer i would my first question would be okay is this person going to steal from me i think that's the first thought of someone that's been incarcerated that would come work for you you always have this fear that they, they could mm-hmm. potentially steal from you or that they would, you know, take drugs in the workplace mm-hmm. maybe. Is Are those fair fe- fears or t- uh, what's um, been your experience for people? I don't know,
1: that... Todd. I think it's not fair to say that somebody who doesn't have a criminal record wouldn't steal from you or use drugs. Good point. But I can guarantee that these guys who are on probation or parole have officers who are going to do some drug screens. Mm-hmm. And besides that, there is a – greater fear for them who have already left prison to know that if they do make mistakes that they can return so i think for them like there is a greater risk than someone mm-hmm. who maybe has never felt you know the pain of having to leave your family and be incarcerated for a mistake
2: that's a great point yeah yeah so just uh, how does tell us a little bit to give me some individual stories you don't have to name names obviously but you know tell me some success stories
1: I can think of one off the top of my head that um, I used to work in New Orleans as a probation officer and I specifically did reentry court. And I won't name any names but there's been one off the top of my head who went through programming, got certifications in culinary, worked in a business for many many years and then on top of that also decided to go off and do his own side business and now maintains two separate businesses because he He got involved with different parts of our reentry program, which is being a part of the community, being an advocate as a peer mentor for other people coming out of jail. So some of these guys who come out and see that other people are helping in the community, then they start to give back themselves and help Mm -hmm. others and employ others in, in their job that they've created, their new business. So I just see it as it's something that grows from human to human, you know, yeah. person to person, Christian to Christian. Like, you, you take the faith and you give it to someone and that person could grow.
2: You know, one of my best friends is John Williams. He's the executive director of Upper Lafayette. And, and the, the, the mold where he's cracked uh, a little bit of the code when it comes to job opportunity is he he asked for community volunteers for certain projects anything could be anything he does a diaper drive with his son but and these people come forward and a lot of them are looking for employment and if they'll come forward and extend a hand to someone else for nothing you know we he finds these are just good people that are re-entering the workplace and 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 finds jobs for them we have several at hub city that that, that 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 have come through that mold it it's it's a good plan and it makes sense right i mean uh people that 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 have have been incarcerated i feel like they they want to give back to society right they want and uh I, I like that a lot you know i love that i have so many questions for y'all because i'm like a goofball when it comes to knowing things i don't uh, tell me what is the average time that a person would be incarcerated that would be like a person that would be looking for a job how long are they generally in jail?
1: You said incarcerated?
2: Just in jail. Like, how, how long do they spend time in there? I'm sure it varies. but Well, felony sentence
1: hours. begins at one year. So okay. they could be from one year, but it can go all the way up to life. Okay. And some of those life sentences can be commuted. So anybody who gets released on probation or parole, which probation is generally one to three years of prison term that gets suspended mm-hmm. in order for them to live on the street and not spend time in DOC, Whereas if they get sentenced in court and they come home on good time or on parole, then they've already served a part of their sentence. Mm -hmm. An average with probation, one to three, parole, like I said, it could be upwards in years. I
2: see. Okay, another, if you have a felony conviction, I, I don't know, am I thinking, like, are you eligible to work again? There are certain things that once you have a felony that you can't do, right? So maybe you know some of these things or it doesn't stop you from working obviously
1: it doesn't stop you from working even sex offenders have jobs okay. they're just modified to not be able to work around mm-hmm. children or certain age victims you know, within vicinity but anybody who has a, a standard nonviolent conviction maybe a drug or a theft or something they really shouldn't be barred from most employment
2: mm-hmm. can't vote is that one thing that a felon that's now the, the laws have
1: changed in
0: um um, we, we're not clear on those So we're not going to comment on those okay. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they're looking at each other like, uh-oh, yes. I shouldn't ask that question No, that's okay, because
0: <laughs> the laws have changed And after a certain time, some people can Okay, you actually. can, that's,
1: that's a There political.
0: is some eligibility we don't,
2: we, This is not a political show We're going we to X that from the uh, conversation
1: No, that's okay,
0: okay. But I also wanted to, you know, the fear of theft There is a um, federal bonding program mm-hmm. That not many, I think maybe less than Seven businesses throughout the whole state take advantage of. Uh, but if you have someone who comes to work for you um, who um, is formally incarcerated, uh, to protect yourself, you can actually do um, enroll in the federal bonding program. Okay. So if something does happen, then you, you know you're covered. Yes. All right.
2: So I want to remind our listeners, you're listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest is Laura Smith and Julie LaFleur, uh, and they are here to talk specifically about the reentry program for the incarcerated. Uh, I believe Laura works for the Department of Corrections, and uh, she's armed and dangerous here in the the booth. And uh, if I ask a bad question, she's liable to tase me. So um, go ahead, and Laura, keep going.
1: Okay. I guess the one thing that I kind of thought about when we were having our conversation about Acadiana and Christians in Lafayette, like we really pull together as a community whenever there is a disaster. And I think that's why we come up with Acadiana Strong or a Lafayette Strong. But I think that criminal, let's say criminal convictions and the way that we criminalize people after they've already done their sentence is kind of a disaster in itself. Whereas the community really need to think a little bit about coming together to see what can we do to help reduce this because these people are still going to come home they're still going to be your neighbor you know they're still going to have kids that go to your school like there should be something that we should all be thinking about how can we better help our own community by looking at these individuals and you know taking off that stigma of this person is a criminal it's like that person is still a person Mm -hmm. that person still wants to work that person still wants to be around their family that person just wants to be treated just the same as everybody else And if we can as a community decide let's start doing something right let's start doing something different you know let's start stop stop checking that box and look looking at someone as a criminal instead just look them at a person and see what their needs are and what can we as a community do best to help I know at the Department of Corrections we do a bunch of different programs we have something called inmate welfare funds if somebody's homeless when they come into their office we give them a certain amount of funds that go towards clothing that the department purchases for them and hands them over you know in their size in their needs what they need we try to get work clothing for them we do clothing drives and everything within our office to give the business suits if they need to go get a resume we have something called emergency transitional housing to help people who are homeless and who are transitioning from a situation where they're trying to get independent living on their own so it's like we're really doing a lot of things different with the Department of Corrections and we hit some walls because the state can't do everything and we're really looking at the community to say like this is it we're doing the best we can if you have better ideas please let us know but we actually want your help more than anything because it takes a village to raise a person and we're asking for the whole person well the whole village to help us with (laughs) each each one of these people
0: we are you know talking about employment today uh, which is really the, you know, when when you get out of uh, jail or prison, the way I think of it is, you know, that's top of the list. If you don't have a job, you're going to end up either back in jail or on the streets homeless, yeah. and we don't want either, either of that. But we're also going to be concentrating uh, in the next couple of months on um, finding mentors, and we are um, approaching uh, some of the churches in in Acadiana, in the area, um, because it helps when you have a friend to talk to, and maybe help you with suggestions, or you know, when you come up with uh, problems, or you know, in your personal life, just to sure. talk to someone. Uh, so that's another thing that that we'll be focusing on. Um, but I also wanted to um, mention um, another federal uh, funded program is uh, Work Opportunity Tax Credit. So if you do hire someone. Just like if you hire a veteran or um, someone who has been incarcerated, um, you may be able to get a tax credit for that. Mm, and nice. so the Acadiano, um Workforce Solution Office would be able to better uh, explain that, but I just wanted to throw that out.
2: Yeah, so like as an employer, I know for me, I look at a lot of employment applications for people looking for jobs and, uh, and there is a box on there, right? Have you been mm-hmm. arrested, been convicted of a crime, or are you a felon? And 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 I don't know who comes up with those applications, but that's one. That's one that I look at. You know, it just seems like your eyes are drawn to that as an employer. And 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 at the moment that someone clicks that box, you know, it it have to be honest. You know, it's like, oh, whoa, okay, that's like big X. You know, that's like a, that's like a problem. But I think that what I've learned today, and what I hope our listeners will take too, is that. It's not a problem. It's an opportunity. Uh, and, and I know, like, when I get complaints at work over certain problems, you know, y- if you take care of the customer, they're going to come back. It's gonna, you're going to have a customer for life. And, and I feel like it's the same thing, like, with these employees. You know, if, if you give someone a second chance and look at it as that opportunity, it, it is an opportunity to hire someone for life. And I, we, look, we try to hire employees that are going to stick with the company until retirement, and I think that's that opportunity is there with these people.
1: No, I agree. I think that with probation and parole, I mean, we have been, with the Department of Correction, really good at arresting people for a very long time. And I think we're trying to get out of the business of trying to put everyone in jail because it's not economically mm-hmm. or socially the thing that needs to be done anymore. I think that we've turned into this second-chance organization from the top, you know, of the state. Well, I should say the top of our department, from mm-hmm. the director all the way down. know wanting to make changes within our department wanting to get people you know i should say people but probation and parole officers more involved in doing these things for the community by providing these resources from the state so that way when these guys come out of jail that they do have a better chance because these officers have more resources at their disposal than what we were given before it's not just a gun and a badge and a pair of handcuffs you actually have somebody like me who's a program manager who's out there beating the streets looking for people to hire looking for houses for people to live in so it's like we're really just doing a lot of changes and i'm hoping for the good you know
2: would you would it be fair to say a lot of the jobs are blue collar uh, not all
1: i would say maybe a majority
2: yeah and, and 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 just to think out loud like what are some of the jobs in indicating i can tell you the needs you know obviously i know there's the need big need for cooks and in our automotive field, technicians and you know, uh, very much blue-collar type work. I wonder, in the oil company, how about the oil companies? Will they hire people to work offshore that have been convicted? No problem there.
1: I've heard that this hasn't been much of a problem with that. It depends on some things with, um, I guess, what certifications they need, mm-hmm. and for probation and parole, we allowed them to travel offshore, out of state, in order to go to these jobs. I've never. I would have to say individual companies make individual decisions, gotcha. but usually our department has has no restrictions against their travel, against them allowing them to get those certifications they need for those jobs.
2: Okay, so y'all caught my attention this morning when you talked about um, there's a website maybe to sort of like Indeed, I guess where you can go and see who is open for jobs. Yeah.
1: Yes, there Let's is. Well, I don't know if it's quite a website. It's a web portal, okay. and one thing that you would have to do is go on doclouisiana.gov, and when you look under public programs and resources, they got something that's returned for good, and that's what the campaign's kind of called, that we want these people to return home for good, not return to jail for good, of course. but uh, And so we call it a workforce portal. And it's for employers who are looking to hire and that are okay with knowing that each person who's going to be on this portal does have a conviction. Mm -hmm. Looking past that, being able to look at these individuals on an individual basis based on their certifications and the job criteria that you may be searching for. And then when they return home, you can have them as one of your employees.
2: How do you get to that portal?
1: You have to go onto the department's website.
2: Department of Corrections? Yes,
1: it's doc.louisiana.gov. And then, like I said, you have to go to the public programs resources. Okay,
2: I um, you know, uh, had some previous guests that did prison ministry. My uncle, actually, Uncle Jarvis Forte, did prison ministry, and it's scary. I was offered to do that, and it's like I'm a little scared for that. But at the same time, I feel like God's calling us and me to help, you know. we want. I think like many in Acadiana, and I want to help, but I don't know if I want to go behind bars to help, you know. But I'm feeling like this is a way to check that box to be to, to give back to the community for those that have been incarcerated without having to go behind bars
1: can i tell you that now yeah. that we've had coronavirus or covid however you want to call it yeah. now you don't have to go behind bars yeah. you just okay. do it on video okay because online. the way that we interview now is on I have video no
2: excuses i have no more excuses
1: <laughs> so even if you wanted to not go inside the prison but your face could be there just just do it over video okay uh
2: laura um a question about the portal if I was to go into that portal today how many people would be how many is listed at one time are there a bunch of people a few people I'm
1: gonna have to tell you that's above my pay grade okay. But <laughs> I could provide my it's, email address okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. and I could look into it and I can get back with I'm you. I'm just curious night. if there's it's,
2: you know what how great is the need uh, are there a lot of people out there that have been incarcerated that are looking for jobs
1: Well, I could give you some stats like, Julie, I think it's something crazy to the fact um, Department of Correction releases...
0: 16,000 men and women each year out of jail and prison in Louisiana. So we're talking about local jails and prisons across the state. And with the um, workforce portal, uh, local jails like the Lafayette Parish Correction Center, folks who are coming out of, of that jail can... You know, list their resume on this workforce portal, and then prisons throughout the state also. Mm-hmm. So, um, so if you are incarcerated, let's say in North Louisiana, but when you get out, you're coming back home to Lafayette. Mm-hmm. You can put your resume on uh, this workforce portal, and folks here in employers in this community can look and see, oh, you're you're elsewhere now, but you're returning to Lafayette.
2: I see. So. One of the things that we do as, I guess, as Christians, as Catholics, is intentional prayer, you know, and I go through, I'm pretty dedicated to my rosary, and I like to ask people when they say pray for my person, you know, what is their name, where are they from, and give me an idea just so for prayer purposes, where are these people incarcerated? Where are they? Are they in jails or all around Louisiana? Give us an example of
1: it would work. be all around louisiana and here in lafayette of course most of our people are coming out of lafayette parish correctional center but there are going to be folks who are doing hard time who had to go to a doc facility so it's hard to say exactly where our lafayette people are because they could be scattered but i would have to say the majority of the ones coming home from the correctional center are our local residents and
2: how many in the lafayette roughly do you have any clue
1: how many people on probation or parole no, are in the in, jail?
2: incarcerated in the jail here in lafayette
0: the numbers had gone down at the beginning of COVID, um, and then the last couple of months they were able to make transfers in between jails, mm-hmm. so the numbers went up a little bit. Uh, there's the jail, and then there's the reentry center. Uh, so there's, um, I don't know exactly, but there's 75 just in the reentry center, so I'd say a couple hundred. Okay. In the jail All
2: right. right okay. And you mentioned hard time, um, just a few minutes left on the show, but. Uh, Where where does someone go in Louisiana for hard time? Is that um, the place over there? What's the big one over there?
0: Angola. Yeah. It could be, my understanding is that it could be any state facility, state prisons.
1: The way they try to filter people out is to go to the facilities that best fit their needs. So if somebody has substance abuse problems, they may end up north Louisiana where they have a special program with Mm -hmm. doctors for that. Or if they're going to Angola, they may be there because they have a giant automotive facility where they can do collision and whatever else. It just depends on what their certifications are, but... And Goal is not only the the only jail that's offering reentry services okay. anymore. All
2: right. Well I know I'm gonna plug in for sure because I'm excited about this ministry and uh, there's a great need here in, in Acadiana. We have a wonderful community with a lot of business and need employees, right? And uh, and everyone deserves redemption. I think that's something that we can all agree on. So just a minute left on the show. Julie, anything else to add?
0: I would just say, you know, what we're trying to get across is just for people to um, just open their minds to, to giving someone a second chance. You know, we've all done things in the past, and people have given us second chances, and that's what we're asking for.
2: I like it. Laura?
1: I, I agree 100% with Julie on that, but I'm just going to plug in my information. That way, if anybody's interested out there, please contact me. It's Laura Smith and my email address is smith at gov. and if you need that information again just call todd I gave yeah him my call, call me call <laughs> me at the
2: dealership i am going to be their point person for this endeavor uh just a, a blessing to have them on the show today an honor and uh they're two two wonderful people doing god's work and uh and doing the work of the state too right i mean it's a double-edged sword You've been listening to Cajun Catholics with Laura Smith and Julie LaFleur. Uh, if you missed any of our previous episodes, there on Spotify and SoundCloud. If you'll just search Cajun Catholics. And um, we always uh, challenge you to engage the Cajun Catholic. And you, until next time, God bless you both. Thank you for being on the show.
1: Thank, Thank you, Tom. Be
2: begin my prayers.
1: Thank you.